Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Oh, it's nothing new, just another close game for the Brewers. Incredible performance from William Contreras tonight. The bullpen lights out. What else is new? This is the new MO for the Brewers. They win tonight 5-3. to three. They have leveled this series at a game apiece in the finale tomorrow morning. Some brunch baseball coming at you from the city of brotherly love. I'm Dom Catronio with Jeff Cirillo tonight on the program. Thanks for joining us. We're with you till about 10 o'clock tonight as we're going to go over this one. But the first things first here, Jeff, the, the number that jumps out to me is 17. Tonight was the 17th consecutive game that the Brewers have played a game that was decided by a save in extra innings or a walk-off. And that's now 20 of their last 22 games. This team is comfortable when it's tight, when it's tense, when there's tension. And they once again come out on top. They uh, It's not a one-run game today, but 18-8 and one-run games. That record certainly still holds up. And it, it's adding some serious uh, gray hairs to some beards out there. But man... This is becoming a little too routine, the fact that the Brewers keep winning these close games. Yeah, it's one of those ones. We, we know what the ingredients are, right? I mean, they score four runs. You know the record. You know in tight games that, the, that they're going to be great. I mean, again, tonight, I mean, you just look at, at what the bullpen does, and it really doesn't matter who's out there. Last night, they had three different guys that sh- put up zeros, and then tonight there was four guys back there. It's just very stingy bullpen, and right now they're on a hot streak, and, and it really doesn't matter who they're playing. Or what they're up against even last night it was a competitive game they were down early and, and really from an offensive standpoint they were beat up but they were still in the game and then tonight you know again once they get that lead i'm um you know i know that that like you and, and like any of the fans you feel pretty comfortable with the seven eight nines being locked down they've been so great as of late we'll get to them a little more in the second segment but i think we got to talk a lot about william Contreras and, and the move that was made this offseason was a move that everyone's like, you know, a, a lot of folks were targeting Sean Murphy into the national landscape of baseball. That was the headline of this trade that happened between the Brewers, the Braves, and the A's, that Sean Murphy, another young Oakland prospect, going to Atlanta as A's are tearing down salary, but... Little did anybody realize that the Brewers, all they had to give up was Este Uri Ruiz, one player, to receive three, one of them being William Contreras, along with Yoel Piams, and another minor league right-hander who throws 98 miles an hour. So the, the Brewers really heisted the A's and Braves in this one as things stand one year into it, but William Contreras, with all the questions about can he catch, with all the questions about, oh, he's not going to be able to do it every day, oh, he's not going to be able to handle his staff, he's just like his big brother, I can emphatically say all those people from the outside who haven't been inside that clubhouse that couldn't be further from the truth. That dude has taken this team by the reins tonight, doing it with the bat, going three for five, also throwing out a runner in the ninth inning. I cannot say enough good things about William Contreras right now. Oh, nor can I. I mean, what a great game by himself. He literally put that team on his back tonight and won that game, obviously with the, the first one to get the, the Brewers out ahead with a two-out knock, and then the insurance run, the add-on run in on the road and obviously throwing the guy out. Look, I mean, I've been in scouting for a long time and I've played a long time. 
I just always love the fact when you get yourself an athletic catcher. I mean, the Phillies got them, got their own in Riamuto, but this Contreras kid, I mean, he can run a little bit. He hits the ball in play. He hits the ball the opposite field, and obviously he has a bazooka for an arm. I mean, you know, I mean, it's one of those ones in the big leagues when you still second base and you're chasing two runs. You know, it looks bad for the manager. So when when that guy is not successful stealing that base, and I think that he felt that he had a big lead. Williams is a little bit slower to the plate, but Contreras just out athleticized that play. Yeah, and I know some folks are thinking, where's the power? Where's the power? And last season, he was mostly a designated hitter with the Braves. I don't think they should be complaining because he's also got 17 doubles now after two tonight and a hustle double, mind you, in that ninth inning when him and Weimer added an insurance run to make it 5-3. to three. But let me just read you his month of July right now here, uh, Jeff. So in the month of July, he is now 21 for 51. That is a 412 batting average. He's got a 436 on base because he doesn't walk much, but he also doesn't strike out much. He's only got eight strikeouts in the 51 at-bats this month. That's a 627 slugging and a 1063 OPS. As your primary catcher, he's only DH'd three times this month. That only happens on days that Corbin Burns is starting or they're facing a lefty. So here's a guy that all the questions are pretty much answered at this point. The work ethic is there. The performance is there. The framing is there. The defense, the blocking, and everything that is, it's just one of those things, another success story for the Brewers catching coaches. And then offensively, he has been a marvel to watch take control of this top half of the order. Yeah, I mean, uh, Charlie Green is tats off to him. I mean, I've known Charlie forever, and he's had just a great success. One of those guys, I think that he just goes a little bit unsung. Uh, being the minor league guy and, and great with the catchers. But, I mean, look, playing baseball, and you just know that Contreras, he just has energy behind the plate. You know, games, you know, they, they kind of string together. It's a long season, especially, I mean, you could see everyone was a little bit hot. You just look at the people in the stands. You look at, like, Marsh was out there. He's just glistening with sweat. Um, you know, and, and basically, I mean, eight guys are looking at him, right? He's looking out over the field, and eight guys are looking in, and, and he just has great energy, and it seems like it doesn't matter what he's doing offensively, he still brings that energy out, and, and he's able to to do that. And, and great great catchers do that. You know, they're able to separate offense from defense, and he does a great job of managing the staff. But but not only that, but but he gives great energy and just the positivity when things are a little bit on the shaky, shaky end of, of innings. And the beauty of it, too, I got a texter uh, asking about what do you look like for a multi-year deal or things of that nature. Here's the beauty of this great trade by Matt Arnold and company is the fact that he's not even arbitration eligible for two more years, meaning he's under team control through 2027 season. So he is going to be in Milwaukee for a long time. And if he's going to continue to produce like this, and remember one of your top prospects too is Hefferson Caro, who's somebody the Brewers are really excited to see what he can do with a catch, with as a catching staff. If those are your two guys that you can really look forward to, man, Charlie Green's got another one on the way with him. And the future behind the plate looks very bright here in Milwaukee. Well, not only that, but I mean, Contreras is going to be one of those guys you know, for me, watching him, you know, he's definitely a, a landmark type type piece. He's kind of a core piece for the Brewers. He's under club control, obviously, for the next four seasons. Um, so, and then you have, you know, you're you're trading from a position of strength, right? I mean, uh, and and I know being in those meetings, um, come the winter time, when you're looking on the free agent board, and you need a catcher. It sometimes it's very slim. It's very hard to find an everyday catcher. And obviously Matt Arnold did an outstanding job of fleecing whoever it was, whether it be the Braves or the, or the A's in that trade. 
but they got a guy that that definitely is a as a core core piece to this team. And I remember we were we had the uh, hot stove and cold brews event over at Dugout Fifty Four during the winter, and it was shortly after that trade. And myself and Greg Matzik, we had Matt Arnold up on the stage with all the fans there and everything. And I just kind of asked him point blank, like, "Hey, when that trade happened, and y- you get the immediate reaction from the national media being like, how did the Brewers pull this off?'" And I try to explain, like, is this a moment like Moneyball? You know, and obviously Moneyball is a little bit fictionized, the movie version of it, of where we see Jonah Hill, you know, Peter Brand, the fictional character, you know, like, wait, 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 yes, got him kind of thing. And Matt was so clear and saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're high-fiving down the halls. We were very fired up about this trade. And you see the fruits of their labor now. And you you know it as a scout, having eyes on a guy like this from a young age, having somebody to have eyes on Justin Yeager, who was another guy that they brought in on that deal, and of course having the eyes on Yoel Piams, who had been a journeyman to this point in his career, and now he has found a home, proven his sinker and four-seam combo along with his slider can be devastating. Scouts make the world go round, Cirillo, and you know that. Yeah, I do. I just know that how hard it is to scout catching and find catching. Um, I know the, being with the Angels last year, you know, we had a great trade last year and getting a guy named Logan Ohapi. Same type of intangibles, like this energy on the field, able to separate the offense from the defense. No matter if he's having a bad game, he's able to separate it. And just the energy and athleticism. I mean, you're always looking for, for athleticism behind the plate. And the Brewers got a great one in this country. It's good. He's pretty phenomenal. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. If you want to join us here on the program tonight, this text made me laugh from the 262 here, Jeff. I know you'll appreciate this. First and foremost, shout out to Contreras for, for, for a great game, not just with his bat, but hang on a sec. What was going on with the camera angle on Alec Bohm's fly out to deep left in the seventh inning? I don't know about you, Jeff, but my heart sunk all the way down to my stomach when I saw that big fly deep. Like, oh no, it just they just blew it there and it's going to be a tie game. But then it's, nope, just a fly out to the warning track. Thanks, Blake Perkins. Yeah, that's exactly right. I thought that ball was uh, was definitely ambushed and, and 20 rows deep. And, and like you said, you know, I mean, we, we've watched so many baseball games and those producers and those camera guys are so good at their job that when they pan up like that, you think it's definitely a home run. And, and I don't know what it was, but I mean, it was just kind of a seamless, you know, uh, warning track fly ball. Yeah, never know. Hot, sticky night in Philly and no jet stream and ball definitely was not flying tonight. We'll get to our player of the game. You can already tell who it was. We do want to give an honorable mention to another segment of this game. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings all season long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. That's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank National Association, member FDIC. Once again, 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Come on in, hang out with myself and Jeff. We're with you till 10. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. This is the point of the show where we hand out our player of the game. I'm Dom Catronio with Jeff Cirillo. Thanks for making us a part of your Wednesday night. Brewers win 5-3. to three. If you want to join us, it's 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. 
Real quick, though, I think we all know who the answer is for this one. I put it out on Twitter uh, for the options for the player of the game. Could have been the bullpen. Could have been Blake Perkins. But, Jeff, I think you and I are in agreement. It's got to go to William Contreras tonight. Yeah, right. Three hits, especially the big two-out RBI hit late in the inning, late in the game there on the road, uh, especially when you've kind of punted the, the 3 nothing lead. Uh, yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I've always been a believer, you know, guys that can handle breaking balls, especially the ball out of the plate, will always be able to maintain a solid batting average because in the big leagues, you know, usually guys, they, they get guys out with breaking balls and, and pitches away. And then to throw out, um, I think a start at second base there in the ninth inning, just one of those games too. And he wasn't emphatic. I mean, it's one of those guys that seems like, even though it was really hot in Philadelphia, or it was just it's almost like a coming-of-age moment, just like, yep, I gotcha. And, and there was no really to be, be pumped about it. So, I mean, usually we've seen Contreras. Show some animosity, Anna, yeah, poo, excuse me on that word, just um, just excitement on the field. Uh, and he was just one of those, like, yep, it's one of those games, guys. Yeah, everybody on social media was saying the same thing. Bill Jacobson tweeting in as well. Got to add the William caught stealing late. Wasn't just the bat tonight. Uh, another tweet saying, William is the obvious answer, but without the bullpen, none of this happens most likely, and that's certainly uh, a worthy cause that we need to give a shout-out to the pitching staff tonight. I want to remind you, though, that the Salvation Army every day provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need, and they present our player of the game. Your donations make a difference to the Salvation Army. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. The bullpen was awesome once again. They have now gone 19 and two-thirds consecutive scoreless innings right now. They've got 30 strikeouts over that stretch. They've only allowed eight hits over those 19 and two-thirds innings. Again, zeros on the board tonight from the final four innings of the contest. And I texted you, Jeff. It's just rinse and repeat. It's amazing. It goes to Hobie. It goes to Elvis. It goes to Yoel. And it goes to Devin. And Devin was the only one that had stress tonight. Even then, it was just a couple of bloops. It was never really that much of a danger. But this is not normal to have 17 straight games be all this tight, be all really white-knuckle games, and the bullpen continues to perform. Yeah, it's one of those ones. I, I think the Brewers were very comfortable in one-run games. And uh, and last night I was talking about, Bob, that, that uh, I think it's it's one of those things that, that makes Craig Council great, right, is he's able to manage the bullpen. Um, and now the Brewers will be able to shorten that, that game to six innings, right, with the, the emergence of Baguero, Piamps, and obviously Williams on the back end. Teams know, right? I mean, you look at the scouting reports. You watch the video of these guys. I mean, Baguero, that, that, that strikeout on Marsh, I'm just an invisible sinker at 98 miles an hour. It was a ball out of his hand just sinking down and away. So it's hard to lift them, hard to get, hard to get home runs off them, and it's obviously hard to make contact off those three. And for the Brewers, uh, you know, we talk about, oh, the A bullpen of those three final guys. Hobie Milner is absolutely in that A bullpen. And shoot, after what we saw last night from Abner Uribe, he's going to be pretty close to getting in that A bullpen too. And Bryce Wilson has been so important for the crew this season. And with all the injuries to the starting rotation, despite everything that's gone wrong there, just about everything has gone right for the bullpen Ever since, you know, they've really found this unit, right? Ever since they cut Matt Bush, ever since they had to option Peter Strzelecki. And I know Peter will be back at some point in his career, whether it's this year or down the road. But the Brewers found it, and they are sticking to it. And you talk about Craig Council being so good with bullpens. I mean, it's giving me vibes of 2018 
where obviously there was no three batter minimum rule yet, but you can mix and match and do whatever you want. But at the same time, you knew the bullpen was coming in and the bullpen was going to lock things down. Yeah, and it's one of those ones that I mean, this is where like teams that are mid mid level as far as um, payroll goes. You know, there, there's opportunity. There's diamonds in the rough out there. Those guys that that might not have had success, but they have the arm strength, right? And and they have confidence in, in what they're doing. You know, they get them in that pitch lab, or they get them with the people, and they just and they just kind of tweak a little bit, and then so that stuff, you know, might not be harnessed, and they're able to harness this these guys, and you know even. Garrow and Piams, they might not have been pitching high leverage situations maybe early in the seasons, but you know, it's been warranted, right? I mean, so council's going to re- reward success and now he's established that and it's a nice luxury to have knowing that you have a confidence in those in those last four guys coming out of the bullpen and, and obviously Wilson as well uh, through the whole season. And you look at last year, right, the candidates for that earlier in the year was like Trevor God, a guy that came out of nowhere. Brad Boxberger had been the story for the previous two years. Uh, J.P. Fireisen in 2021, and without J.P. Fireisen's great start to his season in 2021, you don't have Willie Adamas. Uh, you look at what they've been able to create with even Hunter Strickland pitched some really important innings for the Brewers back in 2021. So they certainly have a great reputation of making this work out of the bullpen and getting things going to keep them in games and keep them to win. A couple of texts here as well, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Crew finally getting it together, one of the most premier pitching staffs in all of baseball, Jerry and Bayview, appreciate the text there. The dramatic Brewers from Mike and Kohler simply said as well, and we'd also, we gotta, we're being remiss, Colin Ray, look, it's not the sexiest line in the world He's got a 4.64 ERA, five innings, five hits, three runs. Only two of them were earned. Zero walks, three strikeouts, the one solo homer to Nick Castellanos. And look, as I said, it's not sexy, but he did his job, okay? And we say this over and over about Colin Ray, right? He did what he was supposed to do. He kept the Brewers in it. He didn't allow free pass. And he made sure that, I mean, two earned runs over five innings against that offense, I'm taking that every single day of the week. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's it's only that, but they're playing a hot team in the Philadelphia place on the road, you know, and you get five innings out of, you know, and I hate to say this because I think that everyone's the number one starter when they take the mound. You know, that's your fifth starter, and now you're giving the ball over to a guy. You know, and, and not only that, but now that Corbin Burns is kind of back to what he's doing, especially on the, on the last start he had. You know, you have the luxury of kind of stretching that game out and using all your your main weapons out of the bullpen, knowing that you have your ace going tomorrow. He, he's just something the Brewers, they don't ask for too much out of him. You know, they keep the pitch count tidy. And as soon as that game was tied, and yes, his pitch count was low, but I'm, I'm totally fine because you had that rested leverage bullpen. They hadn't pitched in two games, and it, it was an opportunity to do that and a perfect spot in the lineup with the two lefties due up against Toby Milner. And how about that odd, <laughs> before we move on, how about that odd at bat with Bryce Harper and Hobie Milner? Bryce just, just window shopping there on a 3-2 pitch, and he, he looked like he was in auto-take mode the entire A-B. Yeah, I don't know what what, what happened. I think that for whatever he thought that the, the three two whatever for whatever whatever that reason was, I don't know if the, the pitch clock got him or whatever, but there was just a, a slight miss 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 clip in that one, and then uh, and Milner was the successor in that one. It's been a, a fun weird series. 
There's something about the Brewers Philly series the last couple of years have always been entertaining, but uh, they'll go for a rubber match tomorrow morning, 11:40. First pitch coverage starts at 11 right here on WTMJ. Uh, we're going to get to our difference-making moment up next, and then we are going to address the offense and talk a little bit more about what's going on there, what's going on down in the minors, and what the Brewers could be looking at here with less than two weeks to go with the trade deadline. The stove's officially on. There's a move to report as well. Stay with us. We're with you until about 10 o'clock here tonight. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. 855-616-1620. After a Brewers victory, 5-3. I'm Dom Catronio with Jeff Cirillo here on the program. Thanks for joining us. As the Brewers win this game, they never trailed in it, but there were a couple of big plays in it. It's time for our difference-making moment. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Jeff, go ahead and tell me what you saw from this 5-3 win. I think I'm just going to go right to the ninth inning there. First and third first and third situation um, for the guy that has the potentially to hit a home run and win the ball game. I just know being in those at-bats, Contreras throwing the guy out at second base, you know, that it just if he steals that base, it's just a different dynamic right now. You have the tying run. On second base, but yet there's a power threat in the box. You know, it's just it's just one of those ones that everyone takes kind of a, a sigh of relief, even if Bomb hits a home run in that situation, only ties the game, uh, and it's, it becomes a distraction too for the hitter as well. You know, now you have first and third, you have a runner in scoring position, less than two outs. Um, it just it just changed the dynamics of the bat. And furthermore, with all that traffic and all that happening on the pitch, Devin threw a strike and made it an 0-2 count. So that when they get the out at second base, now he's just one pitch away from ending the game, which he did on the strikeout with the changeup. That's a good call as well. I'm going to go to the uh, the uh, seventh inning when the Brewers took the lead on the Contreras uh, double in the seventh inning. It all started with a leadoff walk, though. It all started with Blake Perkins, who had himself a really good night very quietly, uh, going two for three with a two-run double in the second a single in the fourth, and then that walk to lead off the seventh, and he stole during Joey Weimer's at-bat when he struck out. Him getting to second base was huge because all you needed was a single with his speed. Yelich got robbed on a great play by Edmundo Sosa on the dive, and then Contreras, for good measure, made it a hustle double instead of a single. But leadoff walks, man, you know it, Jeff. The There's just something about them. Leadoff walks almost always seem to produce a run no matter where you are in the starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in that inning, right, it'll take you into the into the box right there. Uh, based on that, Perkins getting to second base and stealing the base, leadoff walk. And and by the way, I mean, Perkins one of those guys, and just he, he's like kind of a feel-good story, right? He's just one of those guys. And he's been really struggling, right? I think he was like one for his last 27. You know, I, I might be missing on that. But he was in a, in, in a slump, and then he steals second base. And then the 0-2 pitch, right, and then Contreras, you know, he's he, – um, the guy that was pitching, I forget his name right now, Strom, I think it was, but yes. he's looking at the pitch clock. He's got one second left, and then he, and then he, and then Contreras calls timeout, which is a gutsy, gutsy play in itself because the umpire doesn't have to give him time right in that situation. Calls timeout, sees the pitch come in. If he doesn't, if, if the umpire doesn't give him a call, that's strike three, and then he comes back with the same pitch on an 0 2 pitch. So it's definitely a weird, weird scenario, and that's which little game and shit going on. Yeah, I had someone ask me, like, why would you call time with the pitch clock running out? So that way you don't have to put it in the hands of the umpire and, and just in case he's going to try to quick pitch you or do something odd. And yeah, you're right, it was risky, but it turned out to be A-OK as Contreras drives in the run. Now, tonight, runners in scoring position, solid. 
Four for 12, that's a three thirty three batting average. And uh, I, I think some folks would have said they left a few out there. That's not a, a wrong statement. But the other thing that jumps out to me about the offense tonight is a lot more balls in play. Only five strikeouts tonight for the Brewers' offense. Uh, they mashed out ten hits. Uh, you can nitpick that they somehow only got five runs in this one. But, hey, it's another win against a left-handed starter. I'm not going to complain too much. No, 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 no. I mean, it's. I mean, the Brewers are definitely playing more exciting. You can watch the games, and and there's definitely a, a more of an energy. I mean, even you know, a train going first, a third. I mean, just being aggressive. And this is kind of what I saw in the first month of the season. You know, granted, when Mitchell before Mitchell went out, but uh, that was that aggressiveness, and then the pitching, and just there was definitely hitting on 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 three things. You know, with the athleticism, and and that's great. It's right. They're they're starting pitching gives them. Enough depth. They give the ball over to the bullpen, and their defense is very, very good at the major league level. And the Brewers, once again, all they ever ask to score. That's the pitching staff. All they ever ask, hey, can you just get us four runs, guys, and you're probably going to win the game. And that they got five runs tonight. All they needed was four because they held the Phillies, once again, to just three runs. So the Brewers, the best record in baseball when they score at least four runs. Uh, I don't have the number in front of me. I believe it's now 46-10 and 10 or something like that. It's a ridiculous number. And the Brewers, they continue to win. They have a chance to remain unbeaten in their last seven series tomorrow. This is what we were talking about in May, right, Jeff, where it's like, if you're going to make a gradual climb, if you're going to get yourself back into this race, it takes series wins, not a 15-game winning streak. I'm looking at you, Cincinnati Reds. It's consistent, solid, repeatable baseball, sustainable baseball. And yet, we can sit here and honestly say they haven't got everything out of their offense, and yet they have a chance to be unbeaten in their last seven series. So my question to you is, it sounds pretty simple, just go out and get some offense, right? But they don't exactly grow on trees. No, it's it's a it's a rinse and repeat, like you said. You know, get us four runs. We'll stay in the ball game. We'll turn the ball over to our bullpen, and then we'll make them, you know, we'll make them bleed out runs because this this bullpen doesn't give up a lot of home runs, right? They're very very stingy. It's almost like watching, uh, you know, like the San Antonio Spurs play basketball, right? It's like it's methodical. It's just one of those ones. It's very technical. You know, it's not going to wow you with with the the spectacular play. It's just it's just a daily nine grinded out twenty seven outs. We're going to play fundamental baseball. I know it sounds very cliche, but they know how to win baseball games. And I do want to shout out real quick. You know, you, you brought up Perkins. He was one for his last twenty four coming into today. Weimer had a clutch double there in the ninth to set up an insurance run. And, and yet, there's another guy that everyone's going to keep talking about and pointing to. When is he coming up? When is he coming up? Keston Hira. Keston tonight is four for five down in AAA Nashville. And Kurt Hogue wrote a story today in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel about the Brewers' thoughts about him and what needs to be done and things of that nature. And they've you know, acknowledged the fact that he's playing well in AAA Nashville, doing what he's supposed to do. He is healthy again. His OPS up to the second in AAA is 957. I don't know what else there is for him to prove down there. I know there's still concerns about his strikeout rate, which is currently right around 26%, which you imagine will go up when he comes up to the big leagues. But in my opinion, if you're going to have Rowdy out for the next three to four weeks, you might as well get somebody with a little bit of experience at first base who can also be a designated hitter. I don't know what they have to lose with Keston Hero coming up. 
you know, that's a good question, Don, but I, I feel like uh, the, the offense is a little bit better, especially the last month of this season. I mean, if you said the six weeks, I'm like, oh, yeah, if you're as, if you're as healthy, you know, and he's swinging the bat, that, that he'll definitely go just from a knee-jerk reaction, just kind of just throw it out there and see what works. He's comfortable in the clubhouse. Guys are comfortable with him. He's hot. You know, let's let's get his bat lined up and see what happens. But by them not calling him up, you know, it's definitely an interesting dynamic of, of why they're not calling him up. So um, that's for something that, that we're not in the clubhouse and we're not and privy to that that information. Yeah, I would, I would encourage folks to read the story. It's from Kurt Hogan. Uh, even today, you know, it's one of those things that he goes four hits, even with all the noise around him, continues to put his head down and play ball. So I imagine we will see him in the big league at some point this year. Will it be before or after the trade deadline remains to be seen? But the stove is already on here, Jeff. Uh, one trade to report tonight, not for the Brewers. Uh, it is from the Orioles and the A's. The Orioles sending a prospect lefty over to the A's for right-hander reliever Shintaro Fujinami, who Brewers fans may remember was throwing a 100-mile-an-hour cheddar coming out of the bullpen here in Milwaukee. So uh, here we go. The the two weeks of excitement and trades and speculation is officially underway with one of the first uh, big trades. We saw Roldis Chapman go to the Rangers. We've seen Mike Moustakis go to the Angels. So... The stove is officially turned on, my friend. Yeah, it's one of those ones. I, I think that, that there's definitely opportunities there to clip teams, you know. And, it, it, you know, the Brewers are obviously going to be buyers uh, at the deadline, in my opinion. But, you know, as far as teams that, you know, have big payrolls, maybe or catch on the fire, like the Mets, right? The Mets would be a team that, you know, if they have, if your team is not winning, that, that you would try and maybe poach some of their, their top prospects just for the fact, you know, that sometimes jobs are on the line, right? So, um but again, you know, there goes the Orioles just, you know, fleece a, a bullpen piece early uh, from the Oakland A's. They've been making a lot of trades as of late, to say the least. Uh, the Oakland A's are certainly tearing things down. But hey, with tomorrow being a day game, Jeff, we have uh, the day off on post game. But real quick, Corbin Burns, you said it earlier, 13 strikeouts, his last start, and uh, hopefully won't be as hot as it was in Cincinnati last Friday night. But what are you looking forward to most from the Brewers Ace? You know, it's just one of those ones. I mean, it's it's funny, Dom, that we've talked about this before. You know, you got you always hear that saying. You know, it's like oh, you got to trust the baseball card. You got to trust the baseball card. But you know, a performance like that, obviously, the stuff is still there. You know, the numbers still there as far as velocity goes. And uh, you know, I just look for Burns to kind of just finish off this season, basically in line, maybe not in line with his his Cy Young Award season, but he's going to get to his numbers. And uh, you know, you look at a performance like that, you know, it's in there, and hopefully, again. Tomorrow on another hot day, probably in Philadelphia. It's going to be a, a fun one. To, and the guy you exactly want to take the ball when you have a chance to win a series. That's Jeff Cirillo with his insight and analysis. Former big leaguer, of course, with the Brew Crew. Thanks, as always, for joining us. And we'll chat with you again on Friday with the Atlanta Braves in town. Thanks, Tom. Good talking to you, as always. All right. Jeff Cirillo here on the program. want to remind you that the difference-making moment of the game is brought to you by Annex Wealth Management investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't actually need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. we got some injury updates as well for the Brew Crew. That's coming up next. Craig Council a little bit later as well. We're with you to the top of the hour. This is the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. 
Welcome back. I'm Dominic Catronio, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line, old National Bank, get old. Uh, I want to get to a few big updates before we get to our Who's Hot, brought to you by Cider. We're with you until 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, Just a quick, fun, good update in regards to Brandon Woodruff. Woodruff, is uh, he threw a bullpen today in Philly. And he is ready to go for a rehab assignment. On Saturday, he will start with the high-A Wisconsin Timber Rattlers up in Appleton. It's been over three months, and uh, he is certainly fired up. This is the quote from him. He was talking to the media and Kurt Hogue during the week in Philly, saying he's super excited. It's been over three months. It's had its ups and downs. At times, it's been very smooth, and at times, I've had to stop for a little bit, but now... I feel like my body is finally responding to a heavier load in the bullpens. I'm trying to really get after it in my bullpens and recover, and my body's telling me that I'm recovering well enough to go out and pitch. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think I could go out and do it. So that's great, great news. Now, they do expect a few rehab appearances, right? It's not just going to be a one-and-done type situation, especially now with Wade Miley landing on the injured list. In case you missed that at the start of this series, Wade Miley having bone spurs in his throwing elbow and his left elbow. He's got a PRP injection in there waiting for it to take. He got that after his last start against the Reds on Sunday. So he's going to be out for a couple of weeks now. The Brewers are just kind of like, oh my goodness, what 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 do we got to do to keep a starter healthy for the full year? But they want to make sure they get Brandon Woodruff right and... I tell you what, in mid-August, if he's back to full strength, you know, if he makes a start here on Saturday that maybe makes three more starts potentially, that puts him, you know, right in line with mid-August and when the Brewers will next see the Cubs potentially, um, you know, just trying to map things out right now. You could say mid-August when they go to the White Sox, when they go to L.A., when they play the Rangers, somewhere in that range on that last 10-game road trip. Uh, I would certainly be really excited to hear about Brandon Woodruff being on the way back. And you would hopefully be getting Wade Miley news by then, too, because as we've said all season long, if they can get a healthy three of Burns, Woodruff, and Miley, you can afford putting Freddie Peralta in the bullpen along with Adrian Hauser, and you make that even longer, and that could be seriously some dynamic stuff coming out of there, or you keep Freddie in the starting rotation and you save Wade Miley as a long man, or maybe you do one of those 2018 things where he faces one batter, sets the lineup, and exits the game. So don't run it by the Brewers to do something like that too. But that's just a quick injury update on Brandon Woodruff. Uh, the Rowdy Telez update, nothing new. He's still going to be out three to four weeks uh, due to the torn and fractured fingernail, his left ring finger. And, and also a light update from Kurt today down in the media scrum. He was asking about Garrett Mitchell. He hasn't resumed baseball activities yet, but as we've talked about before on a Brewers Weekly, Garrett is not ruling out the fact that he could come back and be a pinch runner come the end of September and into the postseason. So that would certainly be very, very exciting to have him back and his energy in the clubhouse once again from his torn labrum. So he's not been completely ruled out for things as things stand right now. But let's get to our Who's Hot segment. It's brought to you by Cider Heating Plumbing. 
and electrical, trusting your family's comfort at home all year long with cider. And they've got a sale that's extended right now. You can get it to $1,000 off a Daikin furnace or AC unit. And that's all the way through the end of the month. Financing is available. Schedule your appointment today at cider.com. That's S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Families helping families since 1912. I mean, it's the bullpen. It's Contreras. There's a couple of directions that are easy to go with there. Let's just give you the numbers once again of how hot they have been as of late. The bullpen, their last 19 and two-thirds innings, just eight hits allowed, no runs, only two walks in those 19 and two-thirds innings, and 30 strikeouts incredible stuff out of them that goes back to sunday before the all-star break on july the 9th when they had the uh, three consecutive shutouts against the reds another pick that's easy for who's hot is obviously william Contreras, hitting over 400 in the month of july he is the pick for the player of the game earlier in the show as well you will remember the day for a while what were you doing on december 12th 2022 when the, the trade became official when William Contreras became a brewer, I remember I was actually at American Family Field because it was when they were announcing the construction of the barrel yard out there in left field. And by the way, if you haven't been to the barrel yard yet, you got to do it. Uh, I've had been lucky to have some samplings of the menu out there and the, the scratch-made biscuits and the hot honey. Holy cow, man. That is straight to my thighs, but I do not mind it. So check out the barrel yard as well, but... It's been amazing to see it because I remember I got the notification on my phone like, hey, uh, trade's going down right now. And I pretty much started breaking the news and talking to folks sitting in my car in the parking lot when it was like 12 degrees there at American Family Field. But uh, colder times, but now great memories because the Brewers are certainly grateful. They have both William Contreras and Yoel Piomps in the fold right now this season. And in case you were wondering, the uh, last member of all of that that trade minor leaguer Justin Yeager he is on the 60-day IL right now he has not pitched since uh, May 11th need to get to the bottom of that of what is going on for him uh, so he had been in double a Biloxi hopefully it's nothing too serious but he is on the 60-day IL we'll get to the bottom of that here shortly uh, we're going to hear from the manager Craig Council coming up next we're also going to get to some highlights here too Brewers get the victory five to three it was a fun one tonight. More to come. Stay with us, WTMJ. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Brewers get the victory 5-3. to three. They will go for the series tomorrow. In the finale, it's an early one. Get uh, your brunch ready to go. 11.35 Central Time, the first pitch, our coverage We'll begin at 11 right here on WTMJ. Corbin Burns, really, really good run as of late against Taiwan Walker. Uh, 11-3, 4.00 ERA. He has thrown 101 innings this year, 41 walks, 88 strikeouts. And uh, he's also been susceptible to the long ball. He's given up 12 homers this year. Corbin, 113 innings pitch, 115 Ks. Also, 41 walks, not great. But the home run ball, 14 for him. So pretty similar numbers for both guys. But uh, as we talked about in his last start, and I just want to reiterate, ever since uh, a lunch that was taken by Corbin Burns and Wade Miley with Matt Arnold, and Adam McCalvey reported on this on MLB.com, you know, Corbin asked point blank, am I going to be traded at the deadline? 
and Matt Arnold said no. And in his last three starts, Corbin Burns has gone seven innings with one hit and seven strikeouts, six innings with two runs and six strikeouts, six innings with no runs and 13 strikeouts. I wonder if there's some psyche behind that right now for Corbin and how he's been feeling and how well he has been pitching as of late. And he gets the ball on uh, Thursday afternoon baseball before the Brewers back home for six games with the Braves and with one more set with the Reds. Uh, That's a little bit about this game and what's coming up tomorrow. Let's hear a little bit more about tonight from the manager. Here's Craig Council. Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, all over the game for sure, offensively, defensively, um, you know, huge hit to give us an extra run, which changes that situation. And then, and then a great throw, um, to throw out Stott, so he he made his impact felt you know every part of the game and he's been playing at a really high level for a while now. He said that's that's not always a throw that you're comfortable making in that situation, but I mean that was right on the money. Of- there. Yeah, it was a perfect throw, really good tag, um, but he put the throw where it had to be right there to get him. Can you think about the grand scheme of that trade? It's worked out just about as well with Piams and, and him as you probably could have hoped, right? They're good players. They're going to help us win a lot of games. Doing it here, everyone, last few years, JT Romito, best all-around catcher in baseball, but really, Contreras this year, offensively, defensively, he's doing it all. I mean, just... What does he meant to the team? You said it's been a while now he's been playing. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, he. this is his second year in the league, um, and, and that's just something to remember, too. And, and, and this is a young player. This is a hard position um, to to contribute on both sides of the ball. Um, and this is, this is a player that's at a position that traditionally just takes a little while, and it's a tough position. Um, he's done a heck of a job, and we're lucky to have him. He showed some emotion at the end of the game there. I mean, what is that for the team, too? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you throw, you're, you're the catcher and you throw out the tying run in the ninth inning. That's, you deserve it. Other ones, Joey, and then, of course, had a couple on play. Took a couple of you guys responded back after a tough one yesterday and got the offense when they needed to do so this evening. Yeah, I mean, the bottom of our lineup did a nice job, you know, getting the, getting the three runs. We got a big hit from Blake Perkins, had a really nice game today as well. Um, so he, he uh, you know, that was that was huge just to jump out to a lead. And, you know, you expect them to battle back, um, you know, in the in the, in the seventh. And then Sosa made a great play on Yelich. And, but then that's a matchup that we, we – Contreras against the lefty is always a matchup that um, has worked out pretty well this year. And he put up a great at-bat down 0-2 and, and uh, hit a ball really hard. What can you say about your bullpen tonight? I mean, I th- – I thought they were nasty tonight, really. I mean, that's the best thing I can tell you. I mean, they were nasty. I mean, it was, it was some, you know, it was 12, or I mean, a bunch of strikeouts, really good pitches. Yoel and Elvis and Hobie were, were perfect, nine nine up, nine down. Um, you know, tough to get better than that. And and Devin, you know, they, they give him credit, give Harper credit. He took a really tough pitch and got a base hit. Um, but he, you know, Devin always keeps his cool and keeps making pitches, and he made some great pitches at the end there. You talk all the time about how the bullpen is connected, you know, that group and that unit. What are you seeing from them of how they're, you know, just kind of one to the next? Yeah, it's, we've, you know, we we talked about this in Cincinnati, but we've we've got ourselves a pretty good order down there and pretty good roles down there, and the guys know what to expect, and I think that's helpful. Um, 
and so they, you know, they're they're performing. They know when they're going to be in the game. Um, there's no surprises for them, and, and they're they're doing a heck of a job with it. What impressions Collins on? I thought Colin was really good. Um, you know, it was good to be just. We gave him some time. He got some time with the All Star break here. Um, you know, we we didn't play great. You know, we, that defensive. You know, I thought Owen could have probably had that ball. Um, unfortunately, wasn't able to grab it, and that started off a couple run inning. But he pitched really well. What did the second base umpire say? Well, yeah, he he said it didn't affect the play at all, and it's not. It doesn't. Even if it did, it doesn't matter. From your vantage point, is there anything that he? I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I didn't look and see if he could have. I don't. I don't think he could have made the play, regardless. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't have made the play. It it was pretty clear, and the rule was right. You know, on second base umpire, he's just a part of the field of play, especially at at that point, right? So, uh, he's bad luck. Stuff happens, you know, and it was a hit and run and happened, but the Brewers get the win regardless, so it's neither here nor there, but bad luck. It happens. Brewers get the dub. Let's relive it coming up next with some highlights. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Christopher Sanchez getting the start for the Phillies. He's a lefty. Up against Colin Ray here on Wednesday night, game two of the series after the Brewers dropped game one. And the Brewers got off the deck in a hurry. In the second inning, it all started with an error. Jemiah Jones back in the starting lineup reaches on a fielding error by Edmundo Sosa over at third base. Monasterio would follow with a single up the middle. Two men aboard for Blake Perkins. A one to Perkins. And this is hitting the air out to left center field. Schwarber going back. It's going to be over his head. One hops the wall in left center. Around third is Jones. Monasterio right behind him. Jones scores. So does Monasterio. It is a two-run double for Blake Perkins. And the Brewers strike first. It's 2-0 crew. The call from Lane Grindle. They weren't done in the frame. Two batters later, Christian Yelich. A one pitch. Yelich a bouncer inside the bag at third and into left field. Around third is Perkins. He will score easily. Yelich is streaking for second. Here's the throw. He's in there safely. Christian Yelich with an RBI double. It's 3-0 Brewers. He continues a resurgence season. So the Brewers out in front early. Colin Ray was efficient through the first three frames. 45 pitches for those first three innings. But then in the fourth, a solo homer from Nick Castellanos made it a 3-1 lead. And in the bottom of the fifth inning, some mistakes from the Brewers' side of things got a rally going. A missed pick by Owen Miller at first base got things going for the Phillies. Two on and one out. Kyle Schwarber lined a single in the left center field on a run and hit with an 0-2 pitch. It allowed two runs to score and tied the game at three. However, Ray would get out of the inning without further damage and hand it to the bullpen in the sixth inning. Both teams were scoreless in the sixth. Hobie Milner stayed hot, had an on at bat with Bryce Harper in there where he was just sitting there window shopping. Then in the seventh, the Brewers would take the lead, and it's been the man who's been at the center of everything this month, William Contreras. Now the 0-2. Line drive back up the middle and into left center field for a base hit. Rounding third is Perkins. He will score. Taking off for second is Contreras, and Schwarber's throw is offline. It's a go-ahead RBI double. William Contreras. The Brewers are back in front. 4-3 is the lead in the seventh inning. And it was on an 0-2 count. That was the call. From Josh Maurer. Not only were the Brewers not done, William himself wasn't done. After a leadoff double in the bottom of the or in the top of the ninth by Joey Weimer, 
William Contreras a chance to add some key insurance. Pitch hit into right center field. That's going to get down, plug the gap, roll all the way to the wall. Weimer's around third. He's going to score. And William Contreras with his second double of the night. His second RBI double of the night, and the Brewers lead it 5-3. Lane's call once again. William now his eighth multi-hit game of the month. He's played 12 games. He's been absolutely on fire. The bullpen was great, too. Hobie Milner, a 1-2-3-6. Elvis Piguero, a 1-2-3-7. Then, Yoel Piams, a 1-2-3-8. Wasn't as easy for Devin Williams. A couple of bloop singles against him. A clutch caught stealing for William Contreras for the second out of the inning. And then with a man aboard and two outs, he went back to the airbender. Williams brings home the pitch. Swing and a miss! He struck him out! Alec Bohm strikes out and this ball game is over as Devin Williams gets the job done in the bottom of the ninth. 5-3 your final. The Brewers have evened up this series in Philadelphia. His 24th save of the season as the Brewers get the victory by a 5-3 final. They're 53-43. and 43. They are still in first place in the Central, two and a half games clear of the Reds. We'll wrap things up after this final break on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. All right, final couple minutes here on the show. Quick update finally here on the standings as where things are looking. The Reds did get back on track tonight. They win 3-2 to two over the Giants. Uh, they still, uh, tomorrow, will have one more game out in Cincinnati, same time as the Brew Crew. So the Brewers, 53-43, and 43, first place, 7-3 and three over their last 10. Two and a half games clear of Cincinnati, essentially three and a half games clear because they own the tiebreaker over the Reds. So that's in certainly good shape. The Cubs won tonight, or they're going to win tonight, make it two in a row against the Nats. 8-3 to three, the score out there at Wrigley. So they will move to 7.5 games back at 45-50. and 50. St. Louis also victorious earlier today, 6-4. to four. They sweep the Marlins. They've won 8 of their last 10, but yet they're still 10 games back here in the division, and they're finally out of the cellar. That now goes to the Pittsburgh Pirates. However, the Pirates won today. They defeated Cleveland 7-5. to five. They are 42-54. and 54. The Pirates are 19-28 and 28 on the road. Kind of crazy at this point in the year. Uh, a reminder, upcoming for the Brewers, after tomorrow, back home for six, it'll be against the Atlanta Braves over the weekend. It'll be a tough test, but maybe you're catching Atlanta at a good time. They've lost four in a row, and they lost to uh, today to the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Diamondbacks have been playing better baseball after getting swept by the Blue Jays, so they win 5-3 to three today. Braves have lost four in a row. Uh, they're still a really darn good team, so I'm not going to take them for they're 61 and 33, best record in baseball. And then you get one more series with the Reds coming up next week, Monday through Wednesday, here at American Family Field. And then the Brewers hit the road for Atlanta and the Washington Nationals for the first time this season, the following weekend. So, uh, hope to see you at the ballpark. Friday is the Negro Leagues Museum uh, tribute game. And uh, hopefully we'll see Bob Kendrick in attendance. The Milwaukee Bears jerseys uh, are always a fun, cool, commemorative shirt giveaway. That's on Friday. Then the City Connect Beach Towel giveaway 
on Saturday, and uh, we'll have some fun with it. We'll be right here with you, post game for all three games. Tomorrow, though, no post game. We've got Brewers Weekly at 8 o'clock, so you can tune in live to that on WTMJ. It'll be available in podcast form as well. That is under Brewers All Access wherever you get your pods. My thanks to Jeff Cirillo for his analysis, as always, and to our producer, Matt Sossler. I'm Dom Catronio. Brewers win 5-3. to three. Back tomorrow at 11. Keep on swinging.